welcome to Bethany Lutheran in Warren, Oregon. Today I'm preaching from the lectionary Old Testament text, which is from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 1, verses 4 through 10 and 17 through 19, which read, Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a boy, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Now I've put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over the nations and over kingdoms, to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. But you gird up your loins, stand up, and tell them everything that I command you. Do not break down before them, or I will break you before them. And I, for my part, have made you today a fortified city an iron pillar and a bronze wall against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its princes, its priests, and the people of the land. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you, for I am with you, says the Lord, to deliver you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In order to understand the message found in our Jeremiah text, we first need some background on the prophet Jeremiah. He's from the town of Ananoth, about three miles north of Jerusalem. Jeremiah is a member of the clan of Levi, meaning he's from a priestly family, tracing themselves back to Moses, and therefore a priest himself. His extended family lost their standing years ago under the reign of King Solomon. Now, he was no more than his early 20s, maybe even his teens, when God called him to a life as a prophet. Through the book of Jeremiah, we learn that God tells Jeremiah that he is not to marry or to have any children of his own. He will face imprisonment, persecution, false accusations of treason, forced exile to Egypt, and an unfruitful search for just one righteous person. He will suffer to the point that he wished he had never been born. Jeremiah began preaching God's messages in 627 BC and continued through the reign of five kings until 587 BC. That's 40 years of delivering messages people did not want to hear. Messages of destruction were spoken against Jerusalem and Judah, as well as Egypt, Gaza, Moab, Ammon, Edom, Syria, and Babylon. 
showing God is a God over all nations, whether or not they acknowledged him as such. Today's text starts with, Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah had no doubts about what God wanted him to do and say. Repeatedly, we are told that God spoke to Jeremiah. Like Isaiah and Moses, our young prophet heard the voice of God. God tells Jeremiah, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. Here's a reminder to all of us that we are a creation of Almighty God. He knew you before you were the proverbial twinkle in your mother's eye because he created you. He formed you into a unique individual, like a snowflake or a fingerprint, different from every other piece of creation. Now, please hear that. God knit you into his creation. Now, I don't care if you were the result of long-term planning, a surprise package, an accident, or someone's problem. God created you. He wanted you to be. You are part of his plan for this world. You were meant to be in this place and this time in history. And you have a spot in this world that no one else can fill. God says, before you were born, I consecrated you. Now, this is not just true for Jeremiah. It's true for all of us. To consecrate something is to make it sacred, to give it a divine purpose. God consecrated you before you were born. You have a divine purpose in God's world. He's given each person a gift to be used in his work, to be used for the sake of others and for the betterment of this world. In Jeremiah's case, we read that even before he was born, God appointed him as a prophet to the nations. And this brings to mind the last of the prophets, John the Baptist, who leapt in his mother's womb when in the presence of the unborn Son of God, his cousin Jesus. His purpose was to help others recognize Jesus as the Messiah. And God showed John the Messiah before either of them were born. In our Sunday morning Bible study, we recently read that God declared to the mother of Samson his divine purpose and destiny before he was born. And the same is true for Zechariah regarding his future son, John the Baptist. In Galatians 1 verse 15, the Apostle Paul says of himself that God set him apart before he was born and called him through his grace to preach Christ Jesus to the Gentiles. And God has a divine plan for you, one that no one else can fulfill. Jeremiah does what so many divinely called people before and after him have done. He starts making excuses. Verse 6, Then Jeremiah said, 
Ah, Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. This reluctance to be a prophet is nothing new. Remember Moses at the burning bush? God told Moses to bring the Israelites out of Egypt. And how did Moses respond? Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Oh Lord, I'm slow of speech and tongue. Oh Lord, send someone else to do it. Jonah got his marching orders to prophesy to Nineveh and promptly hopped on a ship going the opposite direction. When God called Isaiah, his first response was, Woe to me, I am ruined, for I am a person of unclean lips. When Elijah had to run for his life because of the message he delivered for God, he walked out into the desert, sat under a broom tree, and prayed that he might die. He said, I have had enough, Lord. God answers Jeremiah with verse 7. Do not say I am only a boy, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. God will provide what Jeremiah needs to complete his mission as a prophet. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 13 says, This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. Read the book of Jeremiah and you will see that God was faithful to his promise to tell Jeremiah what to say. Of the 349 times the Old Testament uses the phrase, thus says the Lord, 157 of them are in the book of Jeremiah. <laughs> Almost half. Then God added, do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you. Most versions say, I am with you to rescue you. To rescue me? Um, from what exactly will I need rescuing? This job description just got a lot worse. You know, the Lord does not say that everything in our lives will be fine. However, God will be present through it all. And one way or another, he will deliver Jeremiah on this mess. When we walk with the Lord, his presence and deliverance are sure. But there will still be struggles, pain, and trouble. Verses 9 and 10. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. Evil has to be destroyed before the good can be built up. Yes, Jeremiah will be allowed to help others build and plant, but first there will be some serious destruction. Jeremiah must place their choices before them, life and death, good and evil. He must declare God's ways, that those who persist in their wickedness will be uprooted and destroyed, and those who repent will be built up and restored. 
all God's prophets quickly discovered that their messages of repent or be destroyed were not well received. Verse 17, but you gird up your loins, stand up and tell them everything I have commanded you. In the days when men wore long flowing garments, they would grab the hem and tuck it up into their belt so that the garment would not get in the way of their work, girding their loins. God is telling Jeremiah to prepare himself for a difficult job and to prepare now. Do not take time to think over the proposition. Get right to it. God adds, do not break down before them or I will break you before them. And I, for my part, have made you today a fortified city, an iron pillar and a bronze wall against the whole land against the kings of Judah, its princes, its priests, and the people of the land. The words that God puts in Jeremiah's mouth place him under a curse. He is rejected by his own people, the very people he longs to serve. Nonetheless, God demands that Jeremiah remain strong and steadfast. But again, he does not have to do it on his own. God assures Jeremiah that he will have all the mental strength, fortitude, and endurance that he needs because God has his back. He will be strong like a fortress wall, as strong as iron and bronze, even when facing obstinate kings. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you, for I am with you, says the Lord to deliver you. We are Jeremiah's audience. If we live in sin and follow the ways of the world, we will be uprooted like a noxious weed and destroyed. If we turn from our sins and walk in the ways of the Lord, we will be planted in his paradise garden. We also are Jeremiah's. At Pentecost, Peter quoted the prophet Joel as recorded in the second chapter of the book of Acts. Then afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female slaves in those days, I will pour out my spirit. We are living in the post-Pentecost world. God has poured out his spirit on us, making us prophets. We are to tell others what is right and what is wrong. Then tell them where to find their strength, as we have in the Lord. We are not weak people. We are weak people with a strong God. And do not forget to tell them the last verse from the quote of Joel. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved.